I was speaking with someone the other day who asked me about the best way to think about his financial situation. In the midst of the current pandemic, his usual income stream had dried up, and as an independent contractor, he was just kind of waiting for whatever his share of the recent massive assistance programs might turn out to be. Now, certainly the current situation requires patience. Many people are now feeling fear, worry, anxiety, and other negative emotions about their personal situations. We humans typically look at the conditions and circumstances that are not the way we want them to be, and we feel that those negative emotions like fear are appropriate and justified as a result. We often don't notice, however, that the emotions we're feeling are directly related to the thoughts we're entertaining about what is happening to us or about what's happening out in the world. As soon as we humans start thinking that we're at risk or that something is out to get us, we start feeling negative emotion even if our current situation is just fine. People look at scary situations, whether it's on TV, in a loved one's sick room, or just in their checkbooks, and take for granted that it's the situation that's scary. But maybe the situation is just what it is, and it's the thoughts we have about what might happen that are scary. So maybe the relationship between our feelings and the events of our lives isn't quite what we think it is. If fear is a function of thinking we're at risk, then perhaps we can reduce that fear by finding a better way of thinking about what's going on. So back to my friend's question, what's a better way of thinking about the pandemic? As we talked about it, the question broadened to include not only his financial situation, but how to think about what's going on planet-wide. Last time out, I offered a way of thinking about the pandemic that puts it in a really different context. I talked about upgrading the human immune system and our resiliency to changing climate, and maybe even about reducing our rates of reproduction. Now, maybe that sort of context works for you, and maybe it doesn't. But the point of that idea was to offer a way of thinking that would allow us to accept what's happening as opposed to fighting it. Now, today, I want to examine further what's implied by that acceptance. I've found that the idea of acceptance has two forks, two branches. And those two branches have very different results in terms of how we feel about ourselves in the face of the pandemic or any other significant perceived threat to our well-being. I call those two forks passive and active acceptance. Passive acceptance is the one that's most widely used and understood. Passive acceptance is based on having little power over the conditions you face. It implies being resigned to the way things are. It follows from the feeling most of us have that we might have wishes, hopes, and desires, but that we're actually quite limited in terms of real power. Now, we all face unwanted conditions in the form of the actions of other people and the institutions they and we create. Let's say your neighbor builds a fence you don't like, or the factory upstream dumps something in the environment that negatively impacts the ecosystem that sustains you, or the government acts in a way as to limit your sense of personal liberty. There's no shortage of examples of that kind. Now, when one or more of these conditions is present, and we're unable to persuade those others to change their behavior, 
We're often told that we simply have to accept what's happening because we don't actually have the power to make them change. That's being resigned to putting up with the way things are. Active acceptance, on the other hand, implies knowing that, yes, things are the way they are, but there are possibilities we simply haven't seen yet. And if we can just calm down and quiet the noise in our heads, we can listen for hints about what to do or how to think differently about the situation in which we find ourselves. For example, many of us in dealing with the current pandemic are finding that just staying home is different than we thought it would be. Staying home, perhaps with a partner or family, might be something we've always wanted to do, but we resisted or made it wrong because, well, you should be out there with others. Some of us have found much benefit in the possibility of quiet contemplation that's available when you stop running around completing your to-do list. Active acceptance is a starting point on the next phase of your journey. You can, if you choose, think of active acceptance as ending one chapter so that another can begin. You can think of it as ceasing to resist what you have considered roadblocks or impediments on your path so that you can discover that there's another path with fewer of those roadblocks. You could call it surrendering to the path of least resistance, knowing that there's always a way forward even if you can't see any further than the first turn in the road. I sometimes picture myself in a dense forest armed with a machete. I feel like I have to hack away at the undergrowth to create a path forward. And then, having exhausted myself doing this all day, I discover in my weariness that right next to the path I so laboriously cleared is a well-trodden path I could much more easily have taken. There's always more journey for us, and the way forward clarifies itself as we stop struggling to make things like we think they need to be. Active acceptance lets us trust our capabilities and our intuition, and it keeps us from succumbing to the resignation of, well, I tried, or it's just too big for me to handle. So what does active acceptance look like in the face of the COVID pandemic? You could adopt an explanation like the one I outlined above with immune system upgrades and such, or you could just take a step back from the current situation and see it in a much broader context, one in which we humans are much more adaptable and resilient than we give ourselves credit for. Maybe we don't have to move our physical selves around nearly as much as we have been in search of things we want or jobs that aren't available where we currently are. Maybe there are ways to earn a living that we can engage in from our homes, the way many of us feel like we're forced to do now. And maybe there are possibilities for us that we couldn't have imagined because we were so focused on the way it's always been done. Maybe this stay-at-home regimen is all about giving us the chance to take a deep breath and reimagine our future. Maybe it's truly about the chance to reinvent ourselves. If you can imagine a future for yourself, that makes your heart leap, go there. You won't be disappointed.